you are now entering the smoke room featuring your boy King Mac. What's up, King Mac? I appreciate you. Brought to you by the Bad Guy Radio. Welcome to the Smoke Room. Today I got some special guests with me here. I got Ill Will. He's on Twitter at 79th Ill Will. Then I got Daniel Goodwin the third. He's on Twitter at Daniel Goodwin. And they comes from that Three Kings of the Midway pod. And I'm excited to have these brothers on so they can uh, drop some jewels on me about the Bears and maybe some other things too. How you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Thank you for having us on, man. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here, man. I'm looking forward to the uh, conversation that we about to have and, and get into some sports topics and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Nice to be here, man. Appreciate the invite. Oh, I definitely appreciate you guys coming on. So, with uh, Bears camp on the horizon here, I guess it starts up uh, this upcoming Tuesday, uh, July 27th. What are some of the things you guys looking forward to about this camp? Well, I'll jump it off. First thing I'm looking forward to, I think everybody is, man, is uh, Justin Fields, man. We got our, you know, our potential franchise quarterback for the next decade. And this is something that Bear fans, man, we've been wanting for a very long time. And it almost seems like surreal that we can get a quarterback. So I know everybody – it's excited for, to see that brother play, man. If he's as good as uh, we think he is, you know what I mean? Yeah, same thing here, man. We I'm just looking forward to the season, man. It's it's uh, it's been a long time since I've been this kind of like uh, excited, amped up for it, right? We we don't get this type of juice flowing when it comes to the Bears. You know what I mean? We we get it from time to time, and we've had some some ups and downs, but most of them have been down. So. When we have this 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 young stud coming in here, and with the team that we have and the weapons that we have, man, I'm just I'm ready to get it rolling, man. I'm ready to see what's going to happen. So I'm looking forward to it. So as a Bears fan, you you're not kind of like shell shocked because we had you know so many uh, tragedies at the quarterback position. So you know with the high expectations that uh, Justin Fields have, are, are you a little nervous? Are you a little? Uh, worried at all or you think the guy's gonna come in and kill it for me no i'm not because this this is different you know what i mean like uh like you go back i mean like we drafted race grossman like i don't think nobody looked at race grossman like as a world beater we were like oh this is the first round i hope he works out k mcnown he he ain't had the resume justin phil's had i mean the closest thing we probably had was the jay cutler trade as far as natural talent and even then, you know, to put it in perspective, Jay Cutler had a cannon, no doubt. And he had played in uh, the Shanahan, the original Shanahan, the real Shanahan. <laughs> and uh, in Denver, he, he, he was a 4-7 guy. He wasn't a 4-4 guy. He, didn't, he came out of Vanderbilt. You know, he didn't come out of Ohio State and go into the national championships, you know, you know, put up the numbers that, that, that Justin Fields put up. Mr. Bisky was – he didn't have the same pedigree either. You know, like a lot of people think uh, – uh, uh, Mr. Bisky, they compare him to Mitch, but they're different. They got a different little pedigree, you know, uh, between the two. 
So, you know, Justin has a lot more, you know, college experience, you know, winning and just physical ability. So it's, it's a little, and he's built differently from, from a mental, mental standpoint. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's big is that his mentality is the, is the separator. When Mitch had physical ability, he had skills. He didn't have that, that mental aspect of, is, is the thing that I question on him a lot, you know, and Justin, Justin has that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what, what Roy is saying is, is, is completely true, man. Um, you know, you go down throughout the history of the Bears organization and franchise quarterbacks that we've had, like, like you said, you know, you got Rickus Grossman. He came in here. He was drafted in the first round. He had a cannon too. People forget that. Yeah, he did. You know, he was even, I think he was Heisman, Heisman trophy runner up as a sophomore out of Florida. So, you know, he had talent. He has some skills when it comes to throwing the ball, but it was some stuff that was missing from him. He didn't know how to protect the ball. I think he had bad depth perception. Like, like he couldn't <laughs> hit crossing patterns. He could launch that thing, right? He could throw it deep. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember him hitting hitting people in stride deep. You know what I mean? Bernard yeah. Berrien and them boys. But um, he had some he had some problems coming across the middle or short throws. He, he just wasn't that accurate. So he had that issue, and he had a terrible he, he you know protecting the ball. I mean, I knew he was going to fumble. You know, at least, mm-hmm. at least once a game. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. seemed like it, it was just going to happen like that. Then you got, you know, we, we went we went from him. We ended up getting Cutler. Um, Cutler, once again, had a cannon for an arm. He had all the tools necessary, really. Mm-hmm. But it was just like he had this acerbic attitude where he just didn't – he didn't care. He didn't care. You know what I mean? It was like, you know. And, and the, I fought the Bears a little bit in that situation because – they didn't really give him the stuff that was necessary at the beginning. He he was he had he was playing with some scrubs at wide receiver for a yeah. while. I mean, you know, we had Devin Hester. Devin Hester was good, but he wasn't even a wide receiver. He they had to train him into being that, and he turned into being the number one guy. And it's like yeah. you got a guy that's newly converted trying to play number one receiver. You know how 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 prolific is your offense going to be? You know what I'm saying? So. You know, you had that situation, and then he got to the point where he just didn't care. It almost seemed like it was like whatever, yeah. you know. But, you know, you 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 take a look at Justin Fields and what we got with Justin Fields, and it's like he's got everything. I don't see any glaring flaws like those flaws in those guys, right? You you don't see that. He's got the mental capacity. He's been raised to do this. He's He's got the arm. He's got the legs. He's got – I mean, he's got the motivation, the desire, you know what I mean? Everything he has is it, conducive to a, a, a star quarterback, not just a, mm-hmm. a quarterback, but a star, a true superstar yeah, at quarterback. In several yeah. areas, you know, exactly. not just one, like exactly. several arm strength, accuracy, athletic ability, speed, toughness, yep. calmness under pressure, yep. aim ability. Like it's, it's almost like I always say it's like you took a damn lab and just created it. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like you just like went in like you got Madden and you just created a player and he was, you know, in two players. Yeah. It was like him and Trevor Lawrence, like these two quarters. I'm like, people like these dudes are like legit. Like you just win the Madden sliders and you just said, All right, I'm gonna give him a 35 power arm, you know, short accuracy, medium accuracy, deep accuracy, give him 93 speed, you know, 99 injury and toughness, so we don't get hurt. If he does get hurt, he plays through it. And it's like crazy. And he like this dude fell to eleven. He like you know it happens. 
<laughs> Aaron Rodgers fell to like 24, didn't he? To go to the Packers? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do like the pedigree. I mean, I mean, last time they had a chance to pick a quarterback when they Ooh. took Mitch Trubisky, they passed over pedigree, of course, with uh, Deshaun Watson. I won't bring up, you know, the the, the legend that is uh, Mahomes because really, you can legitimately say a lot of people weren't calling for the Bears to draft uh, Mahomes, so nobody yeah. really knew what what. He could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I do like the fact they took pedigree this time. I just, you know, with color, I like I like color as well because he did have the tools, you know, necessary to be a good quarterback. Like mm-hmm. you said, for whatever reason, he couldn't get over that mental hump he had or his lackadaisical attitude, you know. But um, I fought the Bears a little bit on that too. Uh, yeah. But I did a lot of capping for Cutler. I did a lot of capping for Trubisky too, you know. I didn't like the I did. I did as well. I did as well. You know, as far as the Kings go, man, those Will was on it for a little while. It Will was on it yeah, for it a little was. while. Devore, you know, he he was done after the first season. <laughs> yeah, he, and yeah, and he I was, was I was trying to ride it out, man. But you know what I mean. You know, it just didn't work out. I capped <laughs> for him a little bit, and Cutler as well. Cutler's still my dog. I like Cutler, man. I, I still. We could I'd rather you have that YOLO attitude that I don't care. I'm gonna throw this mug deep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then to be like Mitch was and be afraid to do it. Yeah. I need the perfect situation, bro. You're never gonna have that perfect situation. No. So, nah, yeah. you could have won with Cuddy. If yeah. you, if you, by the time they built the offense around Cuddy, the defense was done. Yeah. That's what the Bears messed up. Yeah. When that 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 twenty that twenty ten through twenty twelve, they should. You know, by the time twenty twelve, that was our last shot. When we actually then we make the playoffs or something, and then like I think so, we, we made ten or, or we would have made the playoffs, but he got hurt. Yeah. It just kind of it was too late. By the time they gave him B Marsh and Alshon and Martellas and Forte, the defense man Tim Jennings and and, and year Charles got Tillman. fired right, and we was ten and six and missed yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, ten and they, six. That's crazy. Yeah. We missed the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we I won something. I know Bears fans. You know they blame Cutler for that. Uh, NFC Championship game because he was riding the bike and all that. But to be <laughs> honest, you know, I blame Erlacher more. I mean, you couldn't run uh, Aaron Rodgers over. I mean, he let the guy <laughs> tackle you on that interception. So, I blame Erlacher more, actually. So, you know, I, I understand the optics wasn't good. He riding the bike and uh-huh. all that. But, I mean, we gave Erlacher a pass because Erlacher should have been able to run Aaron Rodgers over. It's really, it's really that simple. That was, a, that was a TD for us, man. Hey. You know the sad part? That's the only time the Packers won an NFC Championship game with Rodgers. It took them to beat Caleb Haney. Exactly. <laughs> and Ty Collins. Exactly. So only I, I rubbed in them like, yeah, you guys won the NFC Championship. This is who you beat. Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever forget and, that. And you barely beat them too. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't like it was no wipeout. You yeah. know what I mean? They barely got in there. That's yeah. true. That's true. It was it wasn't a wipeout. But we could have took them out before that and we wouldn't even have had the exactly. problem, you know. So that, that's really yeah. another problem, you know, about that season as well, you yeah. know. So, but that yeah, was, that was Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith used to he used to try to play mind games with Green Bay. It seemed like, and and he was like, ah, oh, well, whatever, you know what I mean. We'll rest our players. If we had beat them earlier, yeah, they, they wouldn't have made the playoffs been. at all. We wouldn't have had to face them. So, yeah, they would never been in. Yeah, yeah but what been. I like about Justin Fields too is his, is his uh, mind. I mean. The fact that he scored the highest ever in the NFL on that uh, aptitude test is pretty good, man. I mean, it yeah. says a lot, 
You know, I'm shocked you didn't hear about that in the draft because normally you hear about that when a guy doesn't do too well. So I'm shocked you didn't hear about the fact this guy, you know, scored the highest, you know, ever in the NFL. I will say I do wonder about, you know, maybe some of the, the weapons around them as far as, like, just can we find a legit uh, a legit uh, three receiver because I don't trust – Miller, I'm not really. Uh, I, I think you talk about color got some. I don't give a fuck issues. I think I think Miller got some of them issues too, man. You know what I mean? So I do. Uh, and Mooney, I agree, he's legit. But I look at him more as like a two now than you know, uh, uh, just a pure slot receiver. You know, I think yeah, yeah. you know it's more Mooney can offer. But I hope we can get him. You know the weapons. That he need to, you know, succeed. Not saying that he need a lot, just so we can see all yeah, the tools yeah. that he do have. You know, that we put the weapons yeah. around. You know. Yeah, that that receiver slot that's gonna be a dog fight. You know, I was look, I was thinking about that last night. Like you look at it, like you and Anthony Miller, right? And same thing, he has all the talent in the world, but that noodle, his head, man, his head it ain't in the game, and it, and they don't trust him. So they went out and got what Marquise Goodwin. Who, who who missed last year because he uh the COVID thing he had a, his wife had complications with uh, birth so he sat out the whole year so he's coming back you got uh Demir Burns another fast guy from the Patriots and you got Daz Newsom I think those four dudes are gonna be in a dog fight for mm-hmm. that number three spot so they ain't get it like a, a a pure guy to replace him so he can win you know what I mean but if he doesn't win he got three guys that's, that's trying to take his spot. You know what I mean? So sometimes either pressure burst pipes or make diamonds. So we gonna we about we're about to find out a lot about email. The only thing about email, like that that yellow mentality, cool to have. He ain't got paid yet. Mm-hmm. You know, color was paid. That's true. <laughs> color, <laughs> color, color sitting on a couple hundred million. He, he can he can he can say yolo. <laughs> like email yeah. was a second round draft pick trying to get a second contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. He, this year, man, is big for Emil. Emil got to bring it, bro. He got to he got to step it up because uh, if not, that boy Daz Newsom seems like he he got a little dog in him. You know what I mean? He's a little upset. He went in the sixth round, you know. So, and these other guys trying to fight for their position and they fast. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think they want to put a lot of fast guys on the field. You know, Maggie and that, you know, trying to mimic Kansas City and Chicago. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, it's gonna be a dogfight, no doubt. Um, the, the, the thing, the thing that scares me though, or, or that I'm, I got some trepidation about, is that, you know, you look at the, you look at the roster, and nobody really, those, those names are good. Marquise Goodwin, you know, yeah, but what's he really gonna come back like after sitting out a whole year? That's a question mark, in my opinion. You know what I mean? You got to really see what he's gonna do in, in, in a training camp. Daz Newsome, he's a rookie. He did break his collarbone. So, you know, is he behind that? You know, is he behind a little bit in his development? What's it going to look like? Hopefully he can get on page quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you got Anthony Miller, who really didn't show us anything last year at all. You know what I'm saying? But some knucklehead plays, you know. Um, and then you got Riley Ridley. You know, I've seen him working out and doing some things. You know what I mean? Hopefully he steps up. That's that's really what I want to see step up, him. Um, because I'm I'm tired of seeing Javon Wims and, and like you guys said, Anthony Miller, man, just to, you know, 
I think he's had an opportunity and it's like, man, you're down to your last of your last opportunities now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, if it don't come to fruition in the first couple of weeks of training camp, I'm like, man, whatever. You know what I mean? With him. Um, so that's just my mentality on it. I want somebody to step out and distance themselves from everybody else. Because one thing that I don't want to do is go into the season. This is what I'm scared of. Go into the season and those guys are still, you know, jumbling and, and playing musical chairs at that three spot. You know what I mean? I want somebody to step in there and really take a stranglehold on it instead of, you know, Nagy putting this guy in in certain situations, this guy in. And, you know what I mean? Nobody gets rhythm. Nobody gets no, no, you know what I'm saying? Just, just you got to have a rhythm sometimes play football, play any sport, really. You got to be in rhythm. You know what I mean? So if if there's no rhythm and, and guys are just playing musical chairs at that, at that position, that ain't going to look good for the season. I'm just going to be honest about it. Yeah. It seemed like, you know, at least to me, it seemed like Bears fans have been waiting two years for Anthony Miller to reach his full potential. It seems like Bears fans are in camp. You always say, Oh, he looked great. Uh, he's going to take the next step, you know, and then you are ready for it to happen. And it never, it never happens. You know, he kind of remind me of one of them kids, you know, I call them the can't get right kids. They got all the potential <laughs> in the world, but they just never can seem to get it right. You know, you tell them don't touch the stove. They still go touch the stove, you know? So I, I hope he take the next level as far as like Ridley. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think this may be one of his last opportunities too. He seemed to can't get on the field, which is to me is shocking. And yeah. as, as far as like with Nagy, I, and with the receivers too, it was kind of hard to judge him because of Trubisky. You know what I mean? You would see guys running down the field open and, you know, they weren't getting the balls or overthrow or whatever the case may be. So it was kind of like, do you really want to judge these guys? Because it's kind of unfair because you see he's overthrowing these guys or you see they're open and he's not able to deliver, you know, the ball to these guys. And it was kind of the same thing with Nagy. I know Bears fans, we love Walter Payton. We love the running back. We had Gail Says. We had Walter Payton. We had, you know, uh, Thomas. You know, we had yeah. uh, 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 the A-Train. So, yeah. you know, we, we so used, you know, to the old school football that we like run, run, run. But I don't think that's necessarily why they brought in Nagy. They brought in Nagy to kind of bring in, let's say, a 21st century offense or whatever. And when you looked at his offense and you seen guys running down the middle of the field open, how can you say the guy wasn't really doing a good job? He just didn't, to me, I like to say he didn't have an engine to run his offense. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that as far as the evaluation of Nagy? Well, it's it's like, for me, it's like two things. Like, I agree with you that, he didn't have the engine to run the offense. Because if you look at Kansas City, Mahomes is a trigger man. Dude can make any throw. They have the offensive line. They don't run the ball a lot in Kansas City. That, I mean, that's just Andy Reid Andy kind of system. He had that issue in Philadelphia, and he still has it in Kansas City. The only thing is, though, people don't mention it because they win, right? So no one mentions, like, he, he didn't have a 1,000-yard rush, I don't think, ever. And uh, – he didn't have the engine. The problem with Nagy is that, okay, you don't have McCole Harmon, you don't have Tyreek Hill, you don't have Travis Kelsey, you don't have Kareem Hunt, you don't have the offensive line. Don't try to run that. You know, don't ask Javon Williams to be Harmon when he's slow. Don't ask Charles Leno to be Eric Fisher because he can't block. Don't ask Adam Shaheen to be Travis Kelsey because he's not. 
and you know what I mean? Like, so I agree he didn't have the he didn't have the engine. And that and bro, there were guys when I was watching, I was trying to look at look up Mustafer and I saw and man, I can't even I didn't even post this stuff, the stuff I seen. It was it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, from both quarterbacks, Mitch and Nick, they were bro, they they didn't play play well at all. So it, yeah, he he didn't have the engine. He I think he does have the horses now to run because you got these five guys, you got the quarterback, you drafted a left tackle. But the knock on Maggie is that he should have adjusted to what he did have at that time. He did at the end of 2020, you know, when they started running more of the bootlegs under center because he because you just couldn't run what Kansas City runs, bro, because you ain't got Kansas City players, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the knock on Aggie. But, yeah, I do agree. He didn't – he wasn't brought here to run the ball 40 times a game, right? Yeah. You know, he wasn't – you know – and to win in the modern NFL, you, you know, some teams can get away with that. Not every team can. That's not his his culture tree. He's from that Doug Peterson, Frank Wright, Andy Reid. They throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. Even with David Montgomery, he's probably going to run the ball 20 times, but that he's probably going to be the only dude running the ball. You're probably not going to get 30, 40 runs out of the net. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I agree with I agree with Roy on that one. I mean, like, you know, Nagy didn't have you you didn't have everything that you needed to make your offense Kansas City's offense. That's one thing that I I, I don't like about Nagy. I feel like you got to at some point establish yourself and create your own identity. You don't want to completely mirror another team. Now you could take and incorporate some things of that team into your game plan or your scheme or whatever. And, and, and your play calling, but to mimic the whole team from top to bottom, to me, that's foolish. Like, that's, that's, you can't be a dick rider that much. You know what I'm saying? You can't, let's just be real. You can't, you can't, you can't do that, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta incorporate something about your own offense and, and everything to, to, to make it balanced. And that's my whole thing. Just be balanced. You don't have to run the ball 40 times, you don't have to pound the ball like Tennessee. You know what I mean? They got Derrick Henry. That's what they're going to do. They pound the ball. But you can be balanced. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can be balanced. Look at look at a team like, like the Cowboys. Look at a team like – I mean, there's some teams that can throw the ball and run the ball. They got a 1,000-yard rusher, and they got a guy who threw for 4,000 yards passing. You know what I'm saying? So there's a balance. There's a delicate balance to it. I just don't want to see – you know, there's games. There's literally games. I can I can show you. I can pull from the last two years, probably twelve to thirteen games, where you know Montgomery got five or six carries, and Trubisky or Foles dropped back and threw the ball fifty plus times. To me, that's that's just that's too unbalanced. You can't run the ball thirty percent of the game and and pass seventy. You're too imbalanced. Teams, you you become predictable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what you're going to do. And I if I can see it, you, you can't do it. TV, you just huh? got to have a. You better. You can't do it. You just better have a damn good quarterback to do it. You got to have. You got to have a, a great <laughs> you quarterback. You got to have a great quarterback, quarterback and you got to be more. You got to be less predictable with your play calling too. Because Matt Nagy, shoot, will I mean any of us could sit back and be watching the game and say, okay, I know what he's about to call. Now, if I know it. What do you think those smart defensive coordinators know? Way more than us, right? Mm-hmm. They they know way more than us. So if I can call it out and I can say, oh, he's about to run a dumb sweep with Cordero Patterson to the right, 
<laughs> what do you think that what do you think the defense is waiting on? So, you know, that's my thing. Just be a little bit more balanced. And if you're not going to be balanced, be less predictable with your play calling. Don't call the stupid, you know, he calls the same plays that Kansas City runs. You know what I mean? Like the the the, the tight end comes underneath and they do the half, you know, a little shovel pass. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll run that every single time down there at the goal line. Yeah. Watch. Just watch. I've seen it at least five or six times this year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I did a lot of capping for Nagy, so I agree. I mean, I, I'm personally, uh, I wouldn't call myself a Nagy fan, but I'm not going <laughs> to say I don't believe in Nagy because, uh, like I said, anybody who could take Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs, I got a salute. And I'm not yeah. and I'm not just killing Mitch Trubisky, but I'm saying, you know, it's time yeah. for the people to be honest. I'm even yeah. shocked. Yeah. I'm, I'm brutally honest about Mitch. Like, I try yeah. not to bash him. You know, because I actually – I'll say this tidbit since we're on here, right? My my cousin, he he's a, he's a cop in Chicago in the same neighborhood we grew up on the west side, right? Mm-hmm. He does a lot of work in the community. A lot of work. Like, he's the man. <laughs> he told me when they were building that food station, whenever they're doing any event in Chicago on the west side, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky is there on the west side of Chicago in Austin. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So – that's why, like, even when I see bad stuff on tape, I a lot of one time I was drinking uh, some IPAs and I posted. Sorry, Mitch, but <laughs> but a lot of times I keep it to myself is because of that because he is a good dude because he did try hard and because he did care. I think he was the only white quarterback in Chicago Bear history that stepped <laughs> foot on the West Side. So props to him for that and put in work. But yeah, man, like they're like. Like, and that's the part that's that's hard to tell is that what part of it, like the predictable play calling, was Mitch or Nagy? Because like when I go back and watch him when he when he was like in Kansas City with Alex Smith, it wasn't even Mahomes. They were doing all kind of crazy, you know, dudes were running all these routes and they were but open. You, but you, but you got to remember, Nagy wasn't really calling plays for him back then. No, he called play. Those last like six or seven games, he called all the plays. All of them. Six or seven games. That's yeah, that's but it. I'm saying that's it's a sample size. I see yeah. what he I'm saying I'm seeing what he wants to run. In 2018, he kind of started doing it. Towards the end of the year, he stopped doing it. He got more conservative. He he started scaling it back after that. Uh it was that uh that Rams game with Miss Glue those picks. He started yeah. after that game, he he you didn't see that same Star Wars and lights and I don't think Nagy wants to run a bunch of stick routes. Stick routes is basically when you can run out or run a like a little curl. Right. He had he had basically four guys running out running stick routes because mm-hmm. I don't think he trusted Mitch to read all these different you know routes and yeah. in zone coverages. And, and, the, and the offensive line was letting and the offensive like, line couldn't block. You know, like crazy. We can get on the offensive line too, bro. Like people be capping for Charles Leno. I salute the brother. <laughs> He's a nice man, but God, that man, woo. <laughs> they used to get bullied. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's okay being nice, but you got to be able to get the job done. You know exactly. Like, Kevin Jenkins is nice off the field, but on the field, he'll tell you, I want to kick your ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Leno had that mentality. You know what I mean? No. I, I never like, uh, I don't really want to, because I'm a man, but so I don't want to yeah. call another man soft, but he yeah, was exactly. leaning towards that way for me, man. It's like, come on now, you know what I mean? You just getting pushed to the side. And we ain't talking about it. It ain't like Khalil Mack was pushing this man no. to the side. You know, it was just anybody pushing anybody. this man anybody. to the side. You know, anybody. So. Like, you would be on the floor. Oh, when yeah. he got blew up versus Denver? Oh, my God. By that DB? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm like, you're 300 pounds. Hey, have some pride. That's what I want to say. You know, like, get get a penalty or something. Like, my God. Hey, have a little you know? pride. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you didn't have the line. And that's why I said, that's when I knocked Maggie, is that you don't have that, bro. Now you got Justin Fields. Justin Fields mm-hmm. can make every single throw on the football field. He can evade pressure. Yeah. You got love tackles. You got Darnell Mooney who can stretch the field. You got Cole Komet, a big guy in the middle that can catch and run people over. Like, okay. And he's standing in there and make the throws. I seen that a couple of times on some tape. And then, see, that's my thing with Nagy. I'm not a Nagy hater or a Nagy fan. I'm more or less like, is that uh, Monique? I like to see it. (laughs) I'm like, now I'm like, I would like to see it. There's no excuses Because there's no excuses for me now. You know, I just want to see it. I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear no... Oh, we the 26 ranked offense and this, that, and the other. Like the whole thing with Andy Dalton, like Andy Dalton's a, a mediocre quarterback, but it's still, to me, that's still like an excuse built in, right? Because Andy Dalton ain't as good as Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if Justin Fields is ready, I want to play him because I want to see, I want to see starships and rockets, man. I want to, I want to see it blow up because I know Justin Fields is the truth. And if you're as good as you say you are, this offense should be in the top half of the league year yeah. one. Yeah, top fifteen it should be top fifteen. Yeah. If it's anything, anything less is 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 a is a failure on Nagy's part. Unless people get hurt. The thing, the thing that I say is about about Justin Fields starting. I'd like to see him start if the offensive line gels. You got rookies on the offensive line and and, and things like that. Some new pieces that's coming in. Some guys coming back from injury. If they gel and become a unit. Put Justin Fields in because there's no doubt. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that Justin Fields is better at this moment. I don't even have to see training camp than Andy Dalton is. Because mm. I saw Andy Dalton last year in, in, in Dallas play terrible, play bad, play horrible. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I've seen that. That's on his resume. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I think Justin Fields should be starting. And when it comes to Nagy, yeah, there's no more excuses. That's the thing that I hold against Nagy, too. Nagy has scapegoated a lot of people on his way to his situation, right? So, Mitch, we all know that that was a problem. I'm not even going to say that's a sca- he scapegoated Mitch, even though he threw him under the bus. I'm not going to say that because technically Mitch was a problem, okay? You 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 scapegoated your, your, offensive, uh, your, your offensive line, guy, uh, Harry Heinstead, he, he scapegoated him the year prior, right? Didn't fix the line last year with, with the new guy. Took forever to kind of come up with some type of resemblance of an offensive line. He scapegoated the defense midway through the season when they had one bad game after your defense carried you for two full years in 2018, 2019, on into 2020. You scapegoated your defense and threw them under a bus in a press conference. So to me, Matt Nagy has to accept the responsibility at some point and say, look, okay, now it's on me. I got everything I need. I got a quarterback. I got weapons. Make it work. No more scapegoating nobody. No more blame and placing blame on anybody else's shoulders. Accept it. You don't do that. So I want to see him do that. I agree. There's no more excuses. Got to take personal responsibility if this uh, doesn't work out. But with Fields, I'm not going to lie. I want to see him start right away. I understand your point, Daniel, on the, as far as the line juggling because you don't want uh, Fields to become shell shock. I mean, you've seen that 
with some other yeah. uh, rookie quarterbacks. But I ain't, I'm not going to lie. I want to see something special. I, I've watched mediocre quarterbacks now for I don't know <laughs> how long. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now, you know, everybody telling me how good Fields is. And I want to see it. You know what I mean? I'm like, bring it on. You know what I mean? Because do mean I can't that? do mediocre no more. You know? I mean, nobody likes a, 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 a lukewarm dish. You know what I mean? Nobody <laughs> nobody likes that. You know what I mean? So bring on the real thing. Let me let me see what's going on here. Let me see that we got something special, you know, uh, playing in Soldier Field now. And as fans, you know, we can enjoy it. And I think with Fields, you know, I, I think actually he kind of got, you know, I want to say some breathing room because I think most Bears fans are realistic now, you know. They they just happy to have somebody they feel is a, a, a franchise quarterback. So he got breathing room, you know. They understand mm-hmm. he's a rookie and he might make some mm-hmm. mistakes. And this ain't, you know, the number one ranked team that he's stepping into as far as in the NFL. So I, I think – let the kid go out there and play. Let him gain that experience because experience is the best uh, teacher, you know, in That's any right. field. So so I hope they play him right away. And we touched on a Anthony Miller. Could he be the surprise cut or would you even consider that a surprise cut? Every year it's a cut where people are like, man, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, who's on you guys' radar as far as could be a surprise cut this up, um, upcoming mm-hmm. camp? I don't, I don't see Miller getting cut, but a surprise cut, I think a lot of people, like, I've been paying attention to, like, kind of what some of these beat reporters write. I think a guy who might be a surprise cut is Desmond Trufant. Mm. Like, a lot of people think is he, he's a name. You know, he has some injuries issues. He's on a minimum contract. And so, if, I was paying attention to, to, I think, Adam Johns. He's saying that Dale Dorr is lining up on, a, on the outside and Jalen Johnson. And he said Duke Shelley was playing the nickel and he was battling Thomas Grant Jr. That's four, that's four cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Right? If all four of those guys make the team and, and he, whether Thomas Graham starts or Shelley starts, Vildor and, and, and Jalen Johnson on the outside. So that's four guys. The last two guys on the cornerback, you you keep five or six. They need to play special teams. Mm-hmm. You gonna ask a 31-year-old guy who has a bunch of injury? Nah, he probably so if if all four of those young guys ball out. He's expendable. Mm. You could probably keep another guy like Artie Burns, and now you're talking about your fifth cornerback. He's going to be the fifth cornerback? Does he play special teams? No, nah, he doesn't. So, you know, kind of what's the point? So he can be a name that that surprises people that doesn't make the team, that has a name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm leaning in that direction myself, man. Um, you know, you think about that, that wide receiver room, um, it's hard to say, man. It, I just – I just don't see them cutting Anthony Miller because he was drafted in the second round and his talent level, he has talent, right? So I think this is like his make or break season. They're going to give him the opportunity. I don't think he'll get cut. I think they'll stick around. They're going to give him that opportunity. If he doesn't work out, then he walks away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he goes to some other team next year. But they're probably going to let him play out that contract just just because he was a second-round draft pick um so i don't see him getting cut but i'm 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 with roy on this one man i think i think the writing is on the wall so to speak you might say for for a guy like uh uh desmond trufant if he's not coming in there and he's not lighting it up and he's not making people see what he can do then what do you keep that 31 year old body on the roster for what's he gonna really do if he's not starting you know what i mean 
you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought for a minute that they could they could keep him around for like some veteran leadership, but um, you know, I don't know, man. I just don't see. I just don't see how you keep that guy, especially if he's on a minimum contract already. He's expendable, like 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 he said. It, you know, yeah, you can cut ties him with him pretty easily. Um, I don't think it'll be no big surprises though. That that to me wouldn't even be a big surprise. It'd be a surprise to some because he's a big name. Yeah, he's been in the league for so long. But to me, that wouldn't be that big of a surprise though. So besides, let me drop this. Go ahead. Let me let me drop this note. I was watching uh, because you know, like I was you all. I'm always trying to find like video and tape. I found some some tape of Tevin Jenkins. I think it was like 2018. He might have been a freshman playing left tackle. He did okay, but dude, you could tell his body changed drastically from that from 2018 to now. He looks like mm-hmm. a completely. You could tell he put in time in the way, and he held his own as a yeah. freshman. But it was versus Kansas State, and I'm gonna tell you who popped out on tape. I didn't even re- realize he was on that team. Duke Shelley. Duke Shelley. I'm watching this tape, and Duke Shelley. Uh, he picked off two passes. One was like crazy over the shoulder pick. He was coming up in a run game, smacking dudes, which I saw while I posted on on Twitter. And uh, I think he ended up breaking his ankle in that game. And, like, the last play, he got a pick and ran it back. And he got tackled and broke his ankle. And he was coming. He was putting his hands on. He was always in the play. And so when I watched his current tape that he played this year, he kind of just stood out. And, and, like, he was coming up making hits on Delvin Cook in the run game, the pass game, you know, getting his hands on balls, which was shocking because it's the name that we kind of overlooked. But when I looked it up, I'm like, okay, him and Phil Doral out making plays. They're young. They're hungry. And I think they might surprise a few guys, man. Uh, those young boys. Yeah, we'll just want to throw that out there. So besides Justin Fields, then that's the guy uh, that you looking forward to, you know, uh, hearing about in camp. Yeah, will is him? Um, nah, he's not that high. The second will probably be Vildor and uh, uh, Jenkins. I'm really decided because we were talking about the offensive line. Jenkins was dominant. In college, like mauling dudes, and so to see uh, him, to see him play, like go against uh, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, guys like that, you know, because it, it, because it, if he can hold down that left side, bro, and we got a franchise quarterback mm. on rookie contracts, psh, smooth selling, baby, <laughs> you know. So, who you looking forward to besides uh, Fields, good one? Man, besides Fields in the uh, in training camp, what I want to see, like I said at the beginning, man, I need to see somebody take a stranglehold on on the wide receiver position. Okay, somebody from those four guys got to step up, man. I I just I just don't want it to be a situation where they all just you know kind of nip and tuck. They all running neck and neck at the line. You know what I mean? I want to see somebody step up and say, hey. I'm the third wide receiver on this team. I'm going to be the slot guy. I'm going to be this guy that comes across the middle and gets you 60 to 70 receptions this year. You know what I mean? That's what we need, you know? So, because we didn't have that last year, you know? So, we need that. We need that slot receiver to really step up and 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 do some do some damage. And what I'm looking forward to is can anybody on the line step up besides uh, Khalil Mack? <laughs> you know, as far as an uh, edge rushing, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I think that's what the Bears need on defense to really kind of, you know, solidify them 
is a, is another ed, edge rusher, you know, and uh, hopefully, you know, we get some luck with that. I thought last year when they signed, uh, you know, the big name free agent that you know we would have Robert Quinn, yeah, Robert Quinn, yeah. that we would have uh, that guy, but it didn't. Yeah. It turned out that way, so that that's what. See I'm the bad for. the bad thing about that is that Robert Quinn is what thirty one. He ain't gonna get a whole lot of burn in preseason or in training camp. He gonna be out there, but he ain't gonna really, really be out there, like, mm-hmm. like hustling hard and trying to get. You know, he he gonna take it easy. So you really gonna see what he does at the beginning of the season. And I ain't too optimistic about it, man. I rather I rather see one of them young dudes step up. Um, you know, that's playing behind him, and 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 see if one of those guys can kind of kind of end up usurping his his spot at some point. I mean, because let's be real, he was getting pulled off the field last year in goal line situations. You know what I mean? You got your your $70 million man getting pulled off the field already. So it's not set in stone that he's going to hold on in that position. I mean, he'll, he'll be a starter, but towards the middle of the season, if he ain't producing, if he's playing like he did last year with two sacks on the whole season, I could see somebody else stepping in and filling that void. And and that's what's going to be interesting. So we'll it'll be interesting to see who's stepping up behind him in the in the training camp mm-hmm. in the preseason. Like you said, yeah. You know, you, then you might Gibson. see what the future holds at that position cuz at the end of this year, I don't know if they hang on to him if he if he nah, plays he bad gone. again. <laughs> he gone. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. Gone. I don't see how, you know, you're supposed to be that guy and you got a Mac he taking up double teams and then you got Hicks taking up double teams sometimes and you know you missing you know what I mean we got to put out a wanted poster for you I don't understand that one so I don't even think he had did he have 20 tackles I don't think I don't even so. think he had 20 tackles oh, last year I, I think, think he so. came short like 18 or something like that yeah that, I mean that's ridiculous man especially for <laughs> the money he getting you know what I mean it'd be different if he was some no name rookie or something right, coming in right. but you was paid to do a job, bro. You got to do it. You got to. You got to do the job, man. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. The guy, the guy they brought in was Jeremiah. I was messing up in there. Atuchu from uh, Denver. He yeah. he went, he was making like two million last year for Denver. He had five sacks. Yeah. You know, even in a they, backup role. In a backup role. So you like <laughs> this dude got more twice as many sacks as Robert Quinn. You know and. And I and I think that's what he brought him in. He ain't no, I don't think he's like an all pro or like you know what Robert Quinn could be at his peak. But right. you got to have some, and then you hope that boy uh, Gibson steps up because a lot of these rookies, a lot a lot of times people don't understand. Like these dudes didn't even have a, a training camp. You know, they kind of just jumped into it and thrown in the fire, which makes it even more impressive that guys like Mooney and and Jalen Johnson played as well as they did as rookies because they didn't even have a training camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got drafted and didn't have a preseason and. The first game they played was a real game. They didn't even a preseason game, bro. Yeah. You lining up day one, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget you know? I forget how it messed up last year was, you know, because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah, you you absolutely you make an excellent point about that. You're right. They didn't even have a real uh training camp. But yeah, he only had fourteen solo tackles and then <laughs> he had like twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, and then That's combined bad, six six he helped or assisted on, I guess. So, yeah, that's terrible, man. Yeah, I I hope he has some type of injury or something and he's back because if not, he's just, you know what I mean? I mean, Father Time catches up to you. And and it was sucked that they paid him all that money and then it was right when he fell off. He had that one last year, got paid, 
And his body's like, I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank, you, thank you, Chicago, for the last paycheck. <laughs> well, you know, the, the pan, I give him a pass, kind of, because, you know, the <laughs> pandemic had everybody twisted in the head a little bit. So maybe that's what it was. He could have been worried about some things, you know, or whatever. Yeah. We're going to see. And that's the beautiful part about, you know, the, the training camp and the, and, the, and the preseason and stuff. And then the season gets started. Is that a lot of these questions are going to get answered, man. Yeah. That's the, that's the beauty of it all. We're going to find out. I think we'll find out in training camp if Robert Quinn is going to do anything during the season. Because, you know, those reports are going to come out. Brad Biggs is going to drop an article. Mm-hmm. Robert Quinn has not taken snaps in practice and has been standing on the sideline <laughs> holding his ankle. And, you know, he's been getting pancaked by Tevin Jenkins. You know, like, oh, this is a wrap. <laughs> yeah, all I got to say is I don't want to see the brother on the back of a milk cart. So, you know, <laughs> so please show up for us, brother. Please show up for us. Earn some of that money, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I, I normally do White Sox stuff on here. And I got two Cubs fans in front of me, so I'm, I'm interested in how did you brothers wind up fans of the Cubs, man? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it out real quick. But first, like I'm from the South, right? But I'm from, I'm from the West Side, so I'm not a part of the whole North Side versus South Side thing. Being the West Side, so I grew up watching both teams. You know, they want WGN, you know, cut on the TV, and I'm seeing uh, Andre Dawson out there. I'm seeing Sean Dunstan out there. I'm watching. I'm watching the Sox too. They got Carlton Fisk. They got Harold Baines and Frank Thomas. You know, <laughs> Robert Ventura. I know who they are. You know, and I don't know what it was, man. I just like the Cubs. I just like the Cubs. And, you know, watching both. I don't know if it was Andre Dawson, Sean Dunstan was like my favorite player. You know, playing shortstop, and I just it was just a thing. And then all of a sudden, you in Chicago, you got to pick right. You know, baseball, like my, my people weren't into baseball. They they like football, like the Bears, like the Bulls. So I had this, no, nah, you got to pick. You can't be a fan of both. I'm like, I like the Cubs a little bit more, so I'm a Cubs fan. But I ain't got no beef against Sox fans, though. It's still shot town man. Okay, okay. It's still shot town This is a – I think mine is a little bit – mine is similar but a little bit different. I think, um, you know, I grew up – on the south side, of course, so technically I should be a Sox fan, you know what I mean? And a lot of my people are. A lot of my family is. My grandfather, though, is a Cubs fan. He's a huge Cubs fan. And um, whenever I go over his house, man, that's when we we be we be watching Cubs games. We, you know what I mean? Whatever. So um, many summers, man, many, many games of watching it with him. So I, he kind of just passed it down to me, you know, from hats, you know, I, he have his hat on. Oh, you ain't got no hat here. Here, get a hat. You know what I mean? So he he was a Cubs fan, and and I just took after him with with the whole situation. So, you know, my my pops, my dad is a Sox fan. He likes the, he liked the White Sox. Um, but my my grandfather on my my dad's father, he's a he's a huge Cubs fan. He's he's gone now, but um, you know, I remember he used to say, "Man, I ain't never gonna live to see." The Cubs win a, a championship, and believe it or not, when, when he died that year, he died in April. That's the year that the Cubs won the World Series. So oh, I was like, man, that's crazy. You know what I mean? But um, you know, that's pretty much the reason I'm a I'm a Cubs fan. I've been that from from the time I was a little kid, man. Oh man, that's a great story. I mean, rest in peace to your your grandfather too, yeah, man. Sorry to hear that. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm a diehard Sox fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm one of them Sox fans that I can't even, you know, I ain't going to tell you no story. I hate the Cubs, you know what I mean? I wish nothing but hard times for them. I can't lie to uh, you, you know. <laughs> hey, and I'm, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm, I'm sitting back, and I've been telling people right now, man, I'm jealous right now, man. I mean, y'all, Oh yeah. it seems like they just got everything, man. They got pitching. They got mm-hmm. defense. They got hitters. They Young got deciding players, you know. So they, when I saw the Yerman Mercedes too. situation, I, I had to laugh at that man. I don't know if you seen my post on Twitter, but you know I was laughing at him a lot. So yeah, well you know it, it should be that way. You know, I, get I, some joy out of it. Yeah, you, you should get some joy out of that. You know, as a White Sox fan, because I get joy out of the Cubs losing every time. You know, <laughs> I, I remember my my uh, old lady bought my son a a Cubs hat, and I'm like. Uh, what is this Cubs hat for? He like she like oh that's for your son. I say no nah, no, nah. I didn't even take that back to the stove, brother. I threw that in the garbage can. You know what I mean? That's how much. <laughs> see, see, you you, you threw it in the garbage. My son got Cubs stuff too. I get him Cubs stuff, right? <laughs> if somebody walking here with a with a White Sox shirt, you know what I'm gonna do with it? I'm gonna wash my car with it. <laughs> I ain't gonna throw it in the trash. I'm gonna use it as a rag and wash my car with it. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. That's the way it should be. You know what I mean? I would use it as I use a Cub shirt as a doormat. Wipe your feet on this when you come in. Do that. You know what I mean? That's the way it should be. You know. So, hey, that's how I feel about the Packers, though. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah, all we hate the Packers. <laughs> you know, I'm actually yes, taking sir. some enjoyment in the situation they're going through right now. Every day. I wake up and bring. I'm reveling in it. it, it I love it. it yeah, it I love bring, it. It brings joy to my been heart. Like a, uh, <laughs> he's all he man. Adam Schefter is that dude, man. Yeah. He's that dude. I like Adam Schefter because he he tell it he tell it he tell the truth, man. He tell it how it is. He don't care. Them Green Bay fans is ready no. to light him on fire, but he don't care. <laughs> he give it to him Bro, raw. He better no flies. Uh, that's what give I give like. it to him raw, dog. <laughs> raw. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. <laughs> They mad at Schefter, boy. Woo. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm at their neck, dude. I know they hate me. I know it's a lot of Green Bay fans. And it's a few of them that follow me, too. I know they probably yeah. hate me. They that's probably got me muted. That's the way it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They be like, fuck this guy, dude. You should take pride, in being, <laughs> take pride in being muted by a Packers fan. That's good. You know? I do. And I take pride in I take pride in being muted, blocked, hated, <laughs> despised. Love it. Dejected. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't gonna I love lie. it. I revel in yeah, it. I like being hated, despised, and muted and blocked too. <laughs> <laughs> it do, it doesn't bother me, it. especially by some people. It's a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? Exactly. Keep yeah, it moving. I'd be, I'd, be you know? I'd be in their neck, man. So, so on the on the movie front, who you guys taking Sugar? You taking Sugar Hill or New Jack City? Ooh, that's a good one. Romello, nah, I'm taking, I'm taking New Jack, New Jack, man. He got my boy Ice T, the OG. <laughs> shout out to him. He got a, I love Ice T's Twitter account. He's always he interacts with you too. So shout out to Ice T. I got I got to go because that was the movie, man. That got that brought Wesley Snipes. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's New, New Jack, I like City, Sugar man. Hill. It's the flavor that we save on Pit Neighbor, but man, New Jack. New Jack was that movie when it dropped, bro. Like you, you know what I mean? Like I was in Chicago at the time, the ninety, like ninety we come out of ninety. Ninety one, I think. Carter, Chris Rock is in that joint, bro. Yeah, Chris Rock, yeah. Uki, Uki, yeah. Come, oh man, 
<laughs> no, nah, man, it got to be new. Sit your five dollar ass down before I'm in. Come on, man. <laughs> CMB, we all we got. <laughs> that was cold. <laughs> it's new, Jack. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm riding with, I'm riding with Roy on this one, man. I, I gotta go, New Jack City, man. He was cool, man, but I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go, New Jack City. That's my joint right there. Yeah, I like New Jack too. You know, I like Sugar Hill because he was a little. I like a little yeah, bit like more him. strategic on Sugar Hill as far as when, yeah. he, when he was running things. New Jack City, he was just reckless. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, he didn't care. And that's how everybody probably loved that gangsters reckless. You know, right? So I, I like Sugar Hill because he was a little bit more, you know, thinking. But but I ain't gonna lie, New, New Jack. Yeah, he was. I would go New Jack though. It's more more action. Yeah, he, he was a. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you like it's a little different role. Like Sugar Hill, he's more of a you know mobster type. You know, right. yeah. running like like New Jack is like that's some street, yeah, straight street, street. you yeah. know, street level, you know, boss. You know, he right. he yeah, he's actually Romello is his connect. Yeah, <laughs> that's the type. You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. <laughs> Romello's the connect. You know that that he would be going to in, if, if he was in New Jack. So that, that's that's kind of the difference. It's a different role. It was just kind of like you know, it just had those classic scenes. You know. You know, that's true, you know, and, and they just stand out. They just kind of stand out, especially during that time in the nineties, especially in Chicago. Because you know the streets was. We were talking about that before. It was like off the chain. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like spots like that on the west side. That's <laughs> you know, true. like they took over an entire apartment complex. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it's like on Washington and Waller. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. <laughs> of, you know, or Forty Seventh in Indiana, any one of them joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah any one. It was all over. It was. City. It was literally like that. Yeah, he was I, riding around with the jeeps and the, and the, and the fat rings. <laughs> you know, riding up and down the street with the chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just it just reminds you of that 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 era. And he didn't he didn't take no uh, shit. That's what I liked about. Him. I mean, cut yeah. my man ponytail off. I was talking major <laughs> shit. You know, old boy yeah. brought that dial in there. He cut cut his ponytail off cut and say you spaghetti yeah. eating motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <With the knife. laughs> so I I, I I I liked that. I always like to see when when you know brothers don't have no fear. So so that was right. a good thing. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. So this the smoke room. So at the end of the show, I always give my guests opportunity to hand out smoke to whoever they want to hand it out to. So you know, you guys can decide who go first. But who you want to give smoke to? Oh, let me go first. I get a little smoke. Uh, I'm gonna give smoke to the entire Packers fan base. <laughs> actually, I'm right now. I'm being told I'm I'm muted. I'm being muted. Shout out to Jeremy Ritz. He's actually a cool Packer fan, but. <laughs> But people responded, I already have them muted. <laughs> and I'm listed as one of them. So all my smokers to the Packers fans. Because, listen, bro, y'all lucked into Green, Brett, Brett Favre. You know, he was a backup quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. You picked him up. And then Aaron Rodgers just fell in your lap. So now you're arrogant. You've been sitting back for the last 30 years. It's like the Bulls. If they would have lost Michael Jordan and just walked into, I don't know, Kobe Bryant. And we just won all these championships. And then you get a little arrogant, right? You think you the shit. You think, oh, man, can't nobody beat us. We had Jordan and we had Kobe. Now you're about to go from that to nothing. And I love it. I want you to suffer. I want you pain. I want all the bad things in life to happen to you and you only. Hate, 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 hate. Or smoke, 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 smoke. Fuck Green Bay is a staff record label and a click. <laughs> and if you're down with Green Bay, fuck you too. Fuck you. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I mean, he, he put it he put it in, in in perspective there, man. I'm gonna go a little bit of a different direction. Um, I'm gonna give some smoke to to uh, the White Sox. Okay, and I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that because our our host has been so gracious, right? But I gotta, I got. I mean, this is this is your platform right now. This is this is your thing, right? But I gotta give you some smoke. I gotta give the South Side a little bit of smoke, even though I'm from there. I'm giving the White Sox some smoke, man. Y'all better, y'all better make something happen, man. You know what I mean? Y'all been down in the dumps. Let's not forget that y'all ain't won nothing since 2005. <laughs> Let's not forget that y'all been trash for a long time. Now you got you got some things rolling. You know, get get what's his name, Abreu. Get 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 Jose. Get get Jose something, man, because he he been riding with y'all for a long time <laughs> through through some terrible terrible years. You feel me? So so don't be up here. Don't be up here. And then get to the playoffs and squander the opportunity. Don't, 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 don't blow it. You know what I'm saying? Don't blow it. That's that's all I'm looking for. We're not expected to do nothing right now. The Cubs ain't right, but that's but the true. city of Chicago is looking at the White Sox right now. Like, hey, y'all y'all handling your business, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're handling your business, handle your business. Come September, don't be no regular season powerhouse, and then get to the playoffs and squander the opportunity and blow it like some chumps. And and man, oh. you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just speaking real, man. I'm I'm speaking real because it'll be hold a it down for the city. It'd okay. be a big letdown. So you know, you know, you know y'all y'all got to come through, man. It's bad guy radio, so you know, <laughs> I appreciate you. You know, I invite you into my house, and you don't take off your shoes. You know, and you decide to jump on the couch with your shoes on and all that. <laughs> I appreciate your that. Couch, nigga. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't handle that, you know. I just like to say it did take an act of God for you guys to win. It took rain and delays for you and a choking Indian squad. They should change. They should be ashamed of themselves, you know what I mean? Took away all my good damn jokes. I had a whole bunch of jokes. They took them away. <laughs> You dirty motherfuckers, ignorant ass bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I still appreciate you brothers for coming out. You know? I had fun, a good time. You know, I, I'm not going to hand out no smoke. I'm actually going to apologize to some of my dear brothers. When Trubisky got drafted, we all was texting each other saying, damn, this is fucked up. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what true. we did. True. That's, that's true. what we did. Is I still got the group message, and I I wanted a defensive play at the time, but we took Trubisky, and I was like, "Damn, it's fucked up." And then all of a sudden, I started capping for him. I ain't gonna lie; it's not like me to switch up, but I did. I started capping <laughs> for him, and the reason I started capping for him because I'm a Bears fan. The Bears fandom in me got the best of me. It gave me, uh, me too. It gave me uh, Google eyes, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm going to make something that is not, you know, I'm going to praise him even though he's undeserving of this praise. I'm still going to do it. And even when you guys told me, Matt, you know, you capping, you really, you know, you fucking up really honestly. So I'm like, you know, and and these brothers play college, some college football. I I ain't going to lie, so I'm going to salute them, show them their respect. 
And I was like, fuck that, man. The man went to the playoffs. And he's like, yeah, but look at all the shit he's doing wrong. You know what I mean? You're really not looking at it. You're just looking at the playoffs. But he's missing the open wide receivers. He's doing this and that. So I'm going to apologize to you, brothers. You guys was right. I was fucking wrong. I shouldn't have been capping. But I was. At the end of the day, I wanted to see my Bears win. So you can't fault me for that. So plenty Mm -hmm. much love to you guys. And I salute you for your football knowledge. Yeah, yeah. What's up right there? We, we all cap. We all cap for Mitch, man. And it caused yeah, a lot of grief. You know that that 2018 season got us, man. We we you know everything was rolling pretty nice at that point. You know what I mean? It was it looking good. good. Yeah, it looked it, good. It was looking so. good, you know. And uh, once again, this was the smoke room on the Bad Guy Radio Network. We had Ill Will once again. He on Twitter at. 79, Ill Will. Yes, we sir. had Daniel Goodwin the third. Once again, he's on Twitter at Dan Goodwin the third. And uh, of course, this King Mac. I don't even know what my Twitter page is no more. They done so much stuff <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I do want to say, fuck you, haters. I don't know why y'all got to hate. I just show love. Uh, but I was kind of rude. I forgot they got a, a third partner named Bright. On the Three Kings of the Midway Network uh, pod. And once again, you can follow them at the number three Kings underscore Midway on Twitter. Go get them brothers a follow. Go listen to their pod. Go support. Uh, They love the Bears. They hate the fucking Packers. What more you need to know? (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all you need to know. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) Exactly. So with that being said, Smoke Room out, plenty much love.